It's about to go down with Mark and Kathy, a live coaching show about dropping ideas. Mark and Kathy coach and have conversations with brilliant idea creators who are reimagining the world through the expression of their words, thoughts, and actions. Hey, everybody, I'm Kathy Armias. And I am Mark Williams. We want to welcome everybody to this super special episode of It's About to Go Down. We always end every season with a wrap-up episode, bringing back people that we've had some amazing idea conversations with. And today, we have a special way that we're doing our wrap-up episode. We are bridging the beginning of season four with the closing of season four, and then give you a little bit of spice of everything in between. So you can already see, we've got two phenomenal women with us today. Well, we, actually, we got three. Can, can I correct my manners here? Three amazing women and one humble guy here, just taking it all in. Uh, <laughs> but we wanna take an opportunity before we reintroduce these two amazing idea creators to talk about some of the people that we've had during season four. Like Kathy, you remember when we had Farhad Ghaffarasad who came on and it was such an amazing conversation because it was so different. He was talking about his business and we don't coach on business, but then we talked about this whole idea about the, the, the difference between crazy and different mm. and how he would use that to pitch his ideas, not only to his clients, but also to his team. And then we had Rajiv Harry and uh, you've been coaching Rajiv because he did this whole thing to pitch his business idea. And what I loved about that idea when he came to us is this whole idea that you can do so much more for people when you make yourself unavailable mm. and the power of no was absolutely amazing and then then kathy and i we shed a whole bunch of tears because i went full teacher mode brought back one of my former students kai martinez who's dancing all over the place and she when it came down to it talked about four words well really five if we count the conjunction sorry english teacher find it and do it Mm. find it and do it that was the roadmap for all of the amazing things that she's done in her life and then we brought on another educator Lennox Jeffrey who's doing all of this amazing work with young people not only teaching them about how to finance their lives but also how to live their lives better but he doesn't just want to go up and speak he actually wants to create a TV series so that he can chronicle all of the different young people that he has helped along the way so that they can help so many more. And then Stefan Dyer, oh man, talk about us laughing from beginning to end of the episode and how much I have taken what he said beyond the, 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 the walls of it's about to go down as he talked about taking two or three different unique things or weird things about yourself, mm -hmm. combining them all together, coming out of, as he called it, your weird closet so that you can become most comfortable with who you are. Mm -hmm. And then we trans transition over to Craig Stanley, who was arrested, y'all, mm -hmm. spent time in federal prison, y'all. Mm -hmm. You got to read his book if you have not done it already. And he's already working on his next book about the golden treadmill. And Rakia, you'll love this one. He talks about one word, one word we could all use to find purpose and meaning in our lives. So definitely hoping everybody's thinking about that one word and then thinking about how everybody's looking for two words or rather two more things. And those two more things are small black businesses. And Steven Green came on and talked about what's the difference between a TED talk and a keynote. And he understood that keynotes is all about taking people on a journey. And he took us on an amazing journey. And then finally, we have Florissa Bale, who is a fashionista of fashionistas 
And she was always on the run and doing amazing things. And she spoke to us about faith. And what she shared with us was that with faith, you can become unstoppably courageous. Mm. Wow. We just ran through a whole season Ooh. four, but then there were two more. And Kathy, I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce the two phenomenal women who are here with us today to bookend season four. Ooh, Mark, thank you for those. Ooh, okay, the two ladies that we have here. So Ray Logan, Raylan, she goes by Ray. Ray start, kicked off our season four with the power of a smile. And if you're just thinking, oh, the power of a smile, that sounds cute. There's a lot of edge to Ray. And so there was so much edge to that conversation. I cannot wait to continue that conversation. And then um, Dr. Rakia Ware, I just want to throw that in there, okay? Dr. Rakia Ware was, our, she ended season four and oh my gosh, talk about an amazing story that we heard. Um, sometimes we forget our, we forget these dreams that we had when we were a kid and things that made us who we were or who we are. And uh, Dr. Rakia Ware, she, she brought it to us with her dream of running track and how she fulfilled it as an adult and gave us this amazing thought. And I couldn't get this, Mark, I don't know about you, but for me, I couldn't, mm -hmm. I could not, after our episode, I could not keep repeating to myself things that I would see here and there of what's not too late to be great at. And so that was the, the piece that really inspired me. Welcome ladies. Um, thank you both for being on our show and opening and kicking off and uh, you know, season four, we are so happy to have you here. Thank you, thank you. It's just an honor just listening to and all of everyone that was in the whole season and to be a book and this is a huge, huge high honor. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. I'm just excited to be here with all of you to meet you, Rakia, and just to spend one minute of time with Mark and Kathy is always a joy. So thank you for having me. Love it. Right back at you, right back at you. Back smiling, you. smiling. Oh, <laughs> all right, everybody, let's do our first exercise, right? Let's, the, let's go let's for practice it. the power of a smile, right? Let's give our biggest smile. What, what kind of smile? I don't know. What kind of smile are we doing? Ray, you tell us. How about a, a, I love it. I love the. I love there's different smiles. You should give us like three, and we'll practice them all with you really quick before we get into your update. <clears throat> excitement. Oh, One, excitement. Two, three, go. Uh, how about you not do that, child of mine? <laughs> okay. And hey, did you see that happen across the street? Glad it wasn't me. Hmm. Yep, there's your three today. I don't know. Where they go. <laughs> Very helpful. Very helpful. Thank you. Thank Ray, you. give us an update. What have you been doing since our, you know, our conversation? So, so. Oh my gosh, it feels ago. like it was forever ago. Was it forever ago? It feels it's like it's been forever ago. Anywho, since then, I um, have really doubled down on great digital marketing. I just wrapped up a, another five-day challenge for Instagram for business. Mm. And I am launching my first social media business intensive called Content is a Beach. And yes, that's a film. <laughs> so let's make a vacation out of it. Ooh, so really working on, I know, spicy. So really working on um, helping folks who are entrepreneurs, new business owners, get comfortable with social media and connecting it with their sales process um, and really making that a full circle. So social media doesn't just feel like it's a time suck and doesn't make sense mm -hmm. to the bottom line. So helping connect the dots there, um, working on just braving it to take the next launch to be on the news and public speaking. So that's me. That's what I've been up to. Woo. Very cool. Very cool. And I, now, now, Ray, I got to ask you though, since we last spoke, right? Because at the end of the conversation, I remember us talking about smiling, becoming the gateway to creative problem solving. And I would love to find out since we last spoke many moons ago, has there been a time recently that you can remember 
using that smile to creatively solve a problem? Um, probably too many to count. Probably <laughs> some stories people don't want to be said um, publicly. And um, uh, so I'll just choose a personal one, very personal one. I recently moved. And in that move, oh man, was I angry. I actually still just felt a level of anger that I have not gotten over. So I needed to take a beat. But I was moving on Cinco de Mayo. And I really, really wanted to be a part of all the festivities because things have finally opened up in Oregon. And the moving company, I kept calling them, kept calling them, kept calling them like, hey, what time are you going to be here? Hey, what time are you going to be here? Hey, what time are you going to be here? Texting, hey, what time are you going to be here? What time are you going to be here? Apparently they call me when I went to my son's school, which has no service whatsoever. And then like the next hour I call, it's three o'clock at this point. And they're like, oh, you didn't pick up your phone. We thought you didn't need us anymore. And I go, oh, my crazy conversation. Like I have been calling you and you seem to think I don't need you anymore. They literally showed up to my house at 7 p.m. Storage was already closed and our condo is not that big. And so I had to like smile through it, bought them beer because it was also like they also wanted to celebrate it. They're literally saying how much they don't want to be moving my home in Spanish. And I understand them. And um, (laughs) I just smiled and gave them beer. But I'm not going to lie. I think I actually like had a full on meltdown after they left like it, smiling helps in the moment but there's still anger to be had on the other side you said I'm there's sorry. still anger to be had <laughs> i heard it quote of the day jeez <laughs> ray i could hear your smile through the what time are you going to be here like i could hear it you know even if i wasn't looking at it i could hear it wow you know what a what a great reminder too though like to even if it's just a smile through the moment, you don't, you can be mad about it later, but you got to get through it somehow, right? You got to get through it. I love that. Let's ask Rakia. What about Rakia? Let's, let's uh, ask Rakia the, the, the last time that you used the power of your smile. <laughs> last time I used the power of my smile was behind the mask. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm starting the process and playing the whole thing back. Like, all right, I was smiling, but it was behind a mask. But then there's like the smiles thing with your eyes. So it still shows up. It still has that power. Yeah, definitely um, in the classroom, trying to get my point across and students not, you know, showing that they're not interested in what we're talking about. Attention mm. over here. <laughs> <laughs> then the mask is on. Like, can you hear me? I don't know if you can hear me through my smiles, but. <laughs> smiles. very very important um key factor i'm going to use that and definitely take that with me because there are all these moments that happen right so but then you can process after that's that's a huge emotional intelligence (laughs) point definitely going to use it really is it really is because you know it sometimes you got to see keep yourself in check right right oh oh like, my check right now because i'm so angry but smiling will help keep me in a better place at the moment yes. you know what's a powerful one for like right before a race because i played back when, when i thought about that i thought about like my fastest mile race and mm-hmm. i was just that happiness there was a smile i had in my hand like two bun pigtails and it was just like no pressure because i was training for something else i think i was training for a half marathon so I was like, oh, this is going to be fast and easy. So I did have a smile and I just ran my fastest mile time. I blew myself away. I was like, wow. I was like super close to breaking six minutes. So I was like just over the six minute mark, which was, Ooh. you know, pretty fast. But I, I, ha- I did have a smile on. I have like a picture of it and made sure I framed it. And I, was, I just looked like super happy. No one smiled. So smiling through the pain of running a mile, that's, that's, that's physically very painful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, 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 I'll tell you, smiling through the pain of a push-up uh, works just as well. <laughs> You're on the floor smiling. Like, just like, this is so good. This is like, I, I don't like this. This is terrible, but I'm going to smile. Just one more. Just one more. Thinking about the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Smiling about the outcome. I love that. That's a, that's a great. Anytime I do push-ups or a workout, I don't want to do. I just think of Muhammad Ali. And when he said, 
you know, the actual like count of what you're supposed to be counting doesn't happen until it's hard. So you could do a hundred up until that point, but if you're supposed to do 20, it doesn't start until a hundred. Yeah. 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 Oh oh that level. I do. I know. Ooh, we already got Muhammad Ali references in here. This is great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But, um, so Rakia, give us an update on you. You, you kind of uh, alluded us to something really powerful and I, we'd love to hear it. Yeah. So I'm going to smile through this one too. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't stop thinking about our conversation. And that was me like living in, in my power in my truest form. And I, it just put me like in, in my purpose. And, and I've always wanted to be a public speaker. I've danced around it. I've, I've, you know, done speaking engagements and written my book and all the different things. But like what I really wanted to was spread this message. And when we crafted the message of the grow up plan, and it's never too late to be great, it's never too late to be this great public speaker. So I've decided to uh, shift my, my focus away from being in the classroom and teaching to like a larger, teaching this concept to a larger classroom, more like the world, stages, yeah. bigger, um, just sort of like open up, I guess open up my classroom walls. Mm-hmm. So there's an element of it that's a little bit like, oh, I'm stepping on a face, so I'm just gonna keep the smile. I'm definitely gonna use that energy. That's a great strategy to just draw in all the positives and I feel like everyone that's out there that definitely needs to hear that message and go after the things that is not too late to be great to do because that was the one word that we came up in our last episode like use that word not and you can flip the whole concept around so um yeah I have that's the sort of pact that I've made with myself that we're gonna move forward and pursue that speaking like the time is now like it's never too late to be great but but why wait? Yes. Let's do it now. Yes, yes, Love it. yes. You got this. I know high fives all around. I got too excited. Exactly. High five. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, exactly. Rukia, that is so amazing. I cannot believe, like, it's so awesome to hear that here. Like, you know, we had our conversation and I don't know, Mark, I, I am so excited. I mean, you have also been, you know, you and I both speak and Ray speaks. I mean, all of us mm-hmm. here have some level of speaking, but Rakia, what you're talking about is a huge shift. It's like the intention of not just like, oh yeah, I've spoke. No, I'm opening up my classroom. Oh, I am so, I'm so freaking excited for you because the A, the world needs to hear you and B, you're already amazing. And I'm going to add a C in there. The world is going to be amazed. I mean, you're going to speak in so many places that you don't even know yet. That's like the, that's the power of this intention. Like five years from now, we'll talk to you and they'll be like, yeah, no big deal. I was in Milan and I was speaking at this thing. And uh, do you see her eyes? She was like, Milan. <laughs> yes, speak that over me. Don't stop. <laughs> I know. Let's add. I, I, I can see it. I mean, come on, y'all. We heard her. We heard her story about being in France. That was great. I cannot yes. wait until she's trying to speak Italian to people and she's mm. there. And um, but no, I see you speaking on stages and, and this, this being a really big part of your life. So this is amazing. This is such a great thing. Amazing. Yeah. You know, Kathy, I'm, I'm, I'm so inspired to now turn the, 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 the tables over to Raylan and ask her that yes! question. I was right? the same thing. I totally was. Kathy <laughs> always has us playing these games and we played it. So Raylan, the ball is now in your court. What's not too late? What's your not too late to be great? Yes. I'm not going to lie. It's very, very similar to hers. And you saying, Rukia, that it's time to open up the classroom to the world. I think I need to hear that more times than I can count. Mm. I get very scared very often to do big things. And then I have lovely friends like Mark and Kathy who are like, I don't know what you're scared about. Like you need this. And so I think hearing you say that, hearing my friend Katie, uh, she had written a post that's like, you want to go to her five-day challenge because you're going to say, I I knew her win. And so I think for me, it's just bigger stages. And I think that it's not too late for me to be great. When I was younger, I wanted to be a public speaker and I wanted to be famous. I don't know if I ever shared that with the two of you, but Mm. now we're here. I wanted to be famous. I was voted most likely to be famous. Sing, dance, act, the whole nine yards. That's what I could do. I don't need to be famous for that, but I think, you know, it's still in the cards. I'm not that old. Mm -hmm. And if I follow my dreams, it really shows that Grayson can follow his. 
Mm. You're right. It's not great. I love that. I love going for it. I keep saying it on here, so now I actually have to do it because then (laughs) she's like, it's out in the world right now somewhere. Um, you know, I love this, Mark. I love that you were already going the same place that I was going. You know, I, I, you know, we think alike. Yeah, we do. I was already thinking it. I was like, oh, it's time to turn that back to Ray and ask her. I love that the common theme here is like wanting to be on bigger stages and and share. Let's talk. Let's kind of let's dig into that a little bit with them, Mark, because we both you and I have already like we've been building a career on doing that. So like, let's bring it. And I know lots of people listening, uh, lots of people that listen to our show are people that are in this space of being an entrepreneur, um, being people that are out there like really into the communities and doing work and really sharing their ideas. So how do we do this? Let's talk about that for a minute. That's like, a good do question. Like, how, do we, how, do we, how do we get you onto a stage, right? Yeah, like where do we start? Like what, like, you know, let's take Rakia and Ray and let's talk about where they're at and like what kind of stage. So I guess the first question I would probably ask Mark, I don't know, maybe, maybe we could ask them a couple of questions and kind of formulate a plan. Mm-hmm. The first question I would ask is to both of you is like, what stages do you want to be on? Like, what do you, where, where would you see yourself speaking? Would you see yourself being like a keynote? So you're, you're always speaking on these big stages to lots of people. And, and if that's the case, uh, even like what types of, of keynote, like, do you see yourself being like motivational speaker? Do you really want to be more content-based where you're teaching? I mean, there's a lot, there's a whole array of, of speaking so kind of that would be the first question is kind of where do you see yourself speaking and what does your audience look like i guess for me i've always envisioned it being keynote and i in my mind is somehow i have it envisioned as like a keynote speech with points that motivate mm-hmm. and some points that teach of course because that's you know education is my background so there will always be some sort of like formatted lesson plan that's happening but what I would be teaching. And I started creating this group coaching program and it's like mm. geared towards, yeah. And it's, it's like something I've been tinkering with and Ray, you can help me with like the social media part. That's the part that, that makes me like, oh, <laughs> I can get up and speak, talk okay. about it, put it together. But the whole like social media and the posting, I'm like, <sighs> okay, that's a separate thing. But how I envision this when this all set up the group coaching program is talking to parents, helping them get their kids into college. So it's like parents of student athletes though. So I'm not working with the student athlete specifically. I'm more teaching, putting the power in the parents' hands to sort of elevate their parenting skills in that particular area. It's like, you have this kid who's this great athlete and you're like, okay, um, now it's time to go to college. It's like, you have the grades, you have the coach, but who's actually getting you into the college? So the parent is at home and it's like, did you do your application yet? Did you do your homework? So it's kind of taking it away from like the nagging piece of being like a clear cut, here's the strategy, boom, 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 boom. Inside of that, I do have like, you know, some tactics and strategies and, and things like that. So like that overall package is, is more talking to the parents. Um, but then when we came up with grow up plan and then we came up with not too late to be great. I don't know if I'm like talking to maybe parents and tell them it's not too late to be this great parent. Mm. I don't know if people look at parenting mm. as like, you know, when they're the baby and then the school thing and then somewhere along the line, you know, the student anyway, in the case of a student athlete, they find the talent now we're going to the games and stuff, but it doesn't end at like 16, 17, 18. Like that's the, time to sort of kick in that great parenting and here's how to coach them to get to their like dream school and have these sort of conversations of like well what do we have saved up what type or what 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 financially what 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 tier school are we looking at athletic wise what type of school are we getting into uh academically what type of school are we looking and then get into their minds like are you thinking about going close to home far away somewhere else different region big school small school like and then sort of have these honest conversations so like that elevated parenting maybe sounds something like that Mm. i'm toying with it i'm building it like sort of tinkering putting that together sort of pairing that with being on stages but that's where i get where i sort of Mm. get sort of like all right then where do we go from here because i was building that then we had our conversation we already had the book about my journey 
Mm-hmm. And Ray, just to let you know, it was about my whole track journey that ends in me becoming a World Masters track champion at 37. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at 37, but leading off a 400, four by four, full lap sprint around the track at 37. So, so <laughs> just the thinking about like, how did I even do that? And I could do that in high school, but I never even imagined in my lifetime I could do that at 37. And then beyond, like, what am I doing with my life? So just telling that story and inspiring it's like if I can do that you can do any like anything that you want to do you can do it but then so the group coaching program just because I have a heart for like student athletes and all of that was built around that particular time when I was a student athlete and then like you know the high school years going to Brooklyn Tech and then transitioning to like what college am I going to my college years something around those years it's like what did you need the most in, in those years? And the program, like the one that I'm building would have been like, it is everything I did, but just sort of systemizing it, systematizing it. But yeah, I don't know. I think when you think about speaking at keynotes and you, you know you have that group coaching, a lot of times you're speaking at keynotes and you're speaking to, let's say, larger organizations. We're probably parents of high school kids by that point. I mean, I'm not personally, but... I'm thinking directors and SVPs and all those, they're going to be, uh, a lot of them are going to have high school age kids naturally. So I don't think that that's actually too far of a gap. It might seem like it, but I don't think it actually is. It's just, how do you tie it? And that's probably a long marketing conversation just to really map that out. Um, I don't know if you know this, um, Rikia, but I'm actually a high school cheer coach. So I deal with student athletes going to college all the time. So if you need parents to interview, let me know. <laughs> yes, yes. And athletic that's... directors. Yeah. Oh, wow. Thank yeah. you. I do Thank a lot. <laughs> Hence the reason Kathy told me, you said, Ray, just one update. <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, there's lots of updates in Ray. <laughs> I, I love how the world's combined between the two of you. And I got to throw out a, a, a name from one of the, our earlier seasons, Victoria Grimmin, because she works a lot with parents and parenting. Yeah. So I think there's definitely a connection we can make here. Ricky, I got to tell you, when you were mentioning that idea, something sparked in my head about, first of all, parents who sometimes struggle with parenting, mm-hmm. right? And, and it's like, man, what did I do wrong? What did I not do right? And, you know, I remember somebody, and it was my aunt, may she rest in peace. She always said, um, you always have a, a, another chance to be a better parent <laughs> because they'll probably mess up again. So you always have an opportunity, right? And, and, and sometimes as a parent, we need those reminders that it's not too late to be a great parent to your child. Yeah. And, and, and when I heard that, I thought, wow, that would be very powerful. And then I got to tell you, I also thought of, and I don't know if there's an audience for this. I just remember a, a, a TV show from the 90s, Empty Nest. Um, but I wonder how many empty nesters there are out there after the children go away to college or move out. And it's like, now what? And here comes Rakia. <laughs> right? I was thinking yeah. that same thing, Mark. Well, an empty nester sometimes go into depression, so they need something to make them great again. I never want to put the words great again in a sentence together, and I apologize and I take it back. <laughs> no, I get what you mean, Ray. You know, I was thinking that same thing, Mark. <laughs> I'm sorry. Pause for a second. Raylan just got so political on us that it was so funny. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just like I heard it I was like oh god I didn't even catch it because I was like I was thinking about the the literal yes, yes I'm, I'm with y'all now I'm here I was being literal to I was like all right so gonna yeah. go back and train and get in shape no yeah <laughs> just like, a like a hard laugh. <laughs> oh man oh wow oh that was like great. I just take all that back yeah <laughs> No, you know, I think if you think about it, we have in this, you know, in this room, this virtual room, we have parents of all ages, of kids of all ages, I would say. And I thought that same thing uh, for you, Rakia, is, you know, my kids are older. I had them when I was really young. So my kids are adults. And I was. I know. Well, Kathy was going to say she 
she had she had kids when she was really young. And so now they, they've, they've grown older. And listen, the one thing that I think so many parents have learned is even though they get older and we think we've given them all the tools to kind of travel on their own and do everything on their own, something else comes up. And K Kathy, you know that better than I do because my mine are still a little young, but... It's never too late to get great internet too. So, <laughs> <laughs> but actually, can we talk about how great Kathy is? Within yes. just, I mean, this woman's playing soccer. She is skating. She is chasing waterfalls, literally. Um, yeah. So, yes. Take a page out of Kathy's book. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with you. Kathy is is super miss. It's never too late. I I, I don't know if there's a, a cap on the list of the amount of things that she's absolutely done. And, you know, during one of our episodes, oh, when we were talking to Craig Stanlin, and he was saying, what's that one word that kind of drives your purpose and your meaning in life? And Kathy's one word was adventurous. That word is just to the T. And I think that's the word that truly explains um, why she is so um, great now, still has more greatness to come, um, will be greatness beyond. Yes, I'm blowing you up, Kathy. You know I love you to death. <laughs> that's why I was like, I'm out. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm out. I could be out, right? No, but Rakia, what I wanted to say, though, is like, I, you know, I think about my kids all the time and like, I think that, you know, even in like every day you can be a better parent. And my sister is going through exactly, I think what I could, so what I was saying is I, I think I could see you speaking to a, a stage of, a, of like anybody, right? And and then there's a specific group in there that like has kids. And then with even within that group, there's kids that you know you would be best at being able to like work in a smaller setting with. But from the stage, the bigger message is just, it's never too late to be a great parent. There's yeah. something you could do right now. I mean, even for Ray, who has Grayson, who's very young, like there's something that Ray might be doing today that's going, oh, I could be better at that tomorrow. Like you don't have, it's just never too late. So anyway, I could see you and you're just in general, your message is so emotional and it's so personal. Yes. It, it, it means something to even people that I think even people in the audience that might not have kids. It might be an uncle or an auntie or, you know, I mean, everybody has kids around them in some way. She yes. Them, so, yes, yes. And by the way, Rukia, and, and, you know, I, I think you can go to the world and beyond, like we talked about Milan, right? Um, but even if it was just a school district, right? Because what I have seen in my experience is that if a school district brings you in to talk to their students, sometimes they want to know if you could speak to their staff. Mm -hmm. And they want to know if you could speak to their parents. So you could hit school districts, you could hit community districts and hit every aspect of the community and be one to all because that's how powerful the message is across generations. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I absolutely mm -hmm. love that. And I think one, I think something that's really powerful too, Rakia, and for Ray, you as well. Like one of the things when you start getting into this space where you start speaking, I think the first thing that you do is you get your like speaking legs. You're like, okay, I'm speaking. Then you get really comfortable. You're like, oh, I'm really comfortable. And I don't mean by comfort, by comfort, I do not mean your comfort on the stage. I mean, your comfort mm -hmm. on the business side of it. Like, who am I actually speaking to? How much money am I charging? Like, where will I find more gigs? Like, how is this going to be a sustainable business? Not like, I have no, I have no, like I can see both of you standing on stages right now, but there's a whole underbelly to it. And so I think the first thing that you need to do is get out there and, and figure out what you don't want to do before you figure out what you do want to do. I think so many people try to go after it. And then a lot, I've heard a lot of speakers say, oh my God, I want to, I'll speak on any stage. And then you ask somebody 10 years into their career and they're like, nope, don't want to speak here. <laughs> we'll not speak there. So I think first finding out where you don't want to speak is really important because maybe Rokia, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying this as a, you know, I'm just saying you might go into all this and go, I don't want to speak to school districts. I definitely want to, I definitely want to talk to parents, but I don't want to be in school districts. And then you may have your reasons and you might, right. so, you know, I just want to throw that out there that like leave yourselves in the space to be open to that. 
And then how, how would I figure that out by actually going and doing the work and then saying, Hey, that wasn't for me. Yeah. Or, hey, that was the most amazing thing or just like envisioning it. Well, I think both, right? Like uh, you're really good at envisioning things, but I, I also think like you never know until, you know, you could envision something and, and you might think it might be a certain way. And you might, you might've thought all the components would be there. And then you get there and you go, nope, not, that's not what I want. The dream hasn't went away that I want to talk to parents about kids or, but this is not the avenue. I mean, I don't know, Mark, what's your experience with that? Cause I've definitely found that. Well, well the, the, the person who came to mind as you were saying that Kathy was Dr. Eric Thomas. Oh, and yeah. Eric Thomas started out in colleges and schools and speaking to students. And then eventually he went corporate. And I think he does a lot more stuff corporate. And now he goes back into schools. But when he goes into schools, a lot of times he, he said he, he donates his time to the schools. Yeah. Right. So, uh, you know, you might find through this whole experience that I might maybe I'll start in a school district, but I. I can go so much further than that. And then maybe I can always return to it. So I think Kathy's right. And I think you can hit all of those different markets, but that really is the only way to find out what's the true market. You kind of dip your hand and dip your message into multiple places and then see, you know, where are you getting, where are you, I was going to say, where are you getting the most value? Where are you giving the mm -hmm. most value? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just shifted my thinking because you tend to think more like the end goal as opposed to like, all right, and it takes the pressure off. And so, you know, getting, cause I do have something lined up for July at university. So that will, now my approach is to, to get the experience, gain the experience and see how my value is, how much value am I giving and how much are they receiving? And then it's like, we'll see how it bounces back. When you get the energy back, then it's like, oh, that was very effective. Or sometimes yeah. it's like, that didn't land. Well, but when you get that feedback and they're asking questions and participating and it's like, oh, and you see that light bulb go off, then it's like, all right, this land, I landed the plane here. Yeah, yeah. And, and when they say something truly amazing, remember what we learned from Ray. They don't have to write it down. They don't have to email. They don't even have to call it in. They just have to say it and you have to record it. <laughs> Yep, exactly. <laughs> I, I literally have a list here. I also take screenshots if somebody comments something nice on the internet. Mm, there we go. I love that. Y'all, what we're talking about is taking compliments that people have given you and writing them down yourself. You don't wait for them to send it to you. <laughs> yeah, but love you know it. what? Let, let, let's even let's even take this to another step because this is something I heard. Not only when they give us words of praise, but taking an opportunity to engage people that we've speak, spoken in front of, spoken, speaking, look, I can't even get my English teacher thing right. Um, <laughs> when we speak in front of people, those who have heard us, just asking them, what did you, you know, what did you like about, you know, what I shared or why did you hire me or, or you know, because that kind of information we can then use to shape you know, not on, not not so much just our message, but who we're even taking this message to, and how do we then market it? And and I use the word market. Ray and 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 Kathy know more about marketing than I ever will. Um, but I do think that if you can find out from people what they like about you, yeah. you can use that information to your advantage. I'll take it one step further. I don't know how we either switch this one over, but I would say go find all the people who don't like you. Or find the people who said no, like, why didn't they hire you for something? Because there's more power in the word no. I know there was one speaker who talked about that, but it's because you can learn what you can improve upon. And so every single time you take those lessons and you just become more and more great. Um, and you can also learn to not take it. So like, don't take it personally. If you're yeah, like, totally cool story, bro. Like, let it go. <laughs> Some does hold actual tangible things that'll help you improve because a lot of times people tell you lots of nice stuff and we tend to inflate that. And then all of a sudden we're not serving those we really probably could serve by improving just one or two little things.
I love those. They make me happy. I love that. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, Mark, I think we're going to be bringing in the wisdom of some of our, uh, you know, people that have been on our show and I'm going to bring it all the way back to season one, episode one, Lou Raja. He didn't say this Mm. on the show, I'm sure, but this is a Lou Raja thing because he's a very successful speaker. And what he said that, which I think is beneficial to this conversation. He's like, I take the most excited person in the room. I take the person that hates me the most in the room. And I throw both of those out because both of those are on way too far of a, the person that loves you so much, not like, don't, like, you know, that's too much. Calm down. You know, <laughs> and then the other side, somebody that hates you or doesn't like you, or there's something that they didn't, they didn't mix well with is also not really beneficial because most of the time it's probably not about you. It's more about them. Mm-hmm. And so, and I love that. It's like, it's kind of like taking, it's taking, it's kind of like taking market data, right? Right. Ray. It's like taking yeah. a full, like, you know, of just, but, but I love this conversation that we're having because in, you know, I think that you all, when you're looking to figure out like where your best stages will be, there's a lot of great information and no, there's a lot of great information and in standing on stages. Rokia, you might actually love a stage that you stood on. And then you might be like, God, I love that. And I love that you brought our friend ET into this, Mark. Because <laughs> if you want to do something really well, I love that you're like, he just went and said, hey, I can get paid more from corporations. And then I'm going to give my time to schools. And I'm like, oh my God, I love that. So that's a very clear you know, path he, he went on of like, nope, I'm gonna get my money. And then I'm gonna go back to the community and do the work for free. I'm not gonna try to get my money in the same place that I'm trying to make an impact. And I love that. That's beautiful. That's something to think about as well. Yes, yes. Hey, Ray, I'm curious. Uh, Rakia talked to us about, you know, how she ideally wants to put this out in the world. What's your ideal stage for your message? I really thought I was gonna bypass that. No, you didn't. Did you? I wasn't joking when I said it makes me uncomfortable. Uh, so, I think my ideal stage would be some of those um, conferences. I think keynotes for conferences would be a good place because I enjoy being motivational as I am teaching something. I think Ricky and I are very similar in that aspect of does it have to be one or the other? I don't think it does. Mm-hmm. So, um, I really do enjoy teaching. I. I mean, Mark experienced that this week. I do enjoy teaching folks. And then, but I also love injecting humor into everything that I do mm-hmm. and being able to get that message and point across from that lens of motivation. I, my goal is never to make anybody cry and then bring them back up again. Like, I just want you to be maybe angry. Maybe I'm not the person who makes you cry. I might be the person who like, <laughs> and then takes you to happiness. But I think that those are really the stages I want. There was one speaking opportunity I reached out. I need to follow up to go speak at Walt Disney World for a social media conference. Mm. Uh, I am, I'm going after it. So like looking at some of those top social media conferences, I think would be a good place. I think I could speak in a very motivational sense and I wouldn't know where to start to look for those because I think the power of the smile is great for communication. I also think it's just a message a lot of folks need to hear. I think there's just too much negativity in the world, square one. And I don't think that many know how to navigate that. I mean, I get hit with bad things on a regular basis and my life is not so cookie cutter and privileged as it appears on the outside. And so, but obviously I've made it. No one's hearing stories about me like completely down on myself or not succeeding. So that's all from smiling. And so where to find and share that message, I think does lean on the motivational and heaven forbid, woo woo parts of life. We all know how much I love woo woo. <laughs> um, but just really rooted in realness. And so the most realistic and tangible thing that I can think of is conferences like that are targeted towards marketing because that's the world I live in. And I'm sure there's a lot bigger ocean and seas out there that I can't really see past my little coral reef. So, you know, you know, I could see Ray, Ray, because you and I have kind of a similar background in the marketing space. And I did a lot of my initial, when I first started as a speaker, I did a lot more keynoting. I do a lot less of that now. Um, But that was where I figured out that I didn't want to be only from doing it a lot. Right. And so I ended up speaking at a lot of marketing conferences 
So I can tell you actually, even from experience that you are a shoe in, of course, for these, what will, I think what will become clear to you is if that's where you like to stay, you know, you'll end up, I think both of you will end up going, Ooh, I like, you can of course do a keynote that, that is, that is educational as well. That's of course, absolutely. But you'll end up picking one that you like better. You really will. I, I, most people do. They'll end up going, I love training so much. I want to be in a room with people and I really want to make a difference. Or I really love the stage and I, I just want to like tap in with people and just give them little bits of stuff and then they can go off on their own and do it. And you'll kind of figure out which one you like. But Ray, some of the things I'm thinking for you too is like, you're such a good teacher. You like, you can motivate people but you can also teach them some little things that make a big difference. So I see you pitching yourself to some of these, um, you know, conferences and doing a two or three part thing. Cause I think you'll be more valuable. Say, Hey, I'll start out on the keynote stage. Then I'll do an intensive, like I'll do an intensive Ooh. like session. And then I'll take a group of people from there and do like, I'll take five people and we will do a working session. And by the end of your conference, I will have three or five. I don't know. You can do some kind of cool thing mm -hmm. that at the end of the conference, we've done something and we can show it at the end of the conference. So do something unique like that, where, where you're pitching something that nobody else is pitching. I love that. Might and be because I really do love working with small groups. You are great yes, at it. So when you know me well, so take it from exactly. So take it from the keynote, take it down to an educational session and then say, Hey, I'm going to pick three people that came that have been to all, you know, the other two things. And I'm going to work with three people. And by the end of the conference, we're going to do this. I mean, Disney, anybody, they'll love that. They'll love that. Awesome. People love to see progress. We don't want, we, we're so tired of talking about, it, especially in the world of speaking. So many speakers talk on things, right? But get stuff done. That's what people I love, love getting yeah. stuff done. I don't know. I, oh, I spoke a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> hey, weirdly, I spoke a couple of weeks ago and on my bio, all right, there's a story to this. What I should tell you is the person who was hosting was like, you shouldn't curse in business. I was like, oh, well, I fucking lost that battle. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> And in my slides on my bio, it's like, I'm a lady who wears many hats, both metaphorically and in real life. And then it had my bio to the right-hand side, but at the bottom it says, and this is proof of how I get shit done. This is how I GSD. And so I am a person who likes to tangibly get stuff done. I love like theory and it's beautiful, but I like theory and action. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's why, that's why I see that being a good route for you. Yeah, and you know, and I think audiences will love that because I, I, I think I've learned over the years too, people would love to have something that when it's all over and done, they can go out and do. Yeah, for right? sure. Right, like, like the rah-rah is great. And, and trust me, as, as a positive, motivational person, the rah-rah is great. But I also learned, as Kathy was saying, and, and, and you know, as a teacher, I've come to love getting up in front of a room and teaching things and teaching people to do things. And yeah. so I agree from, from, from doing the five, um, the, the, the five day challenge with you this week. Yes, you are in your element because I was motivated. I learned a lot and I laughed a lot. So you hit all three <laughs> of those. The motivational teacher with a touch of humor. That's you. And yeah. a smile. And, and a, a smile. smile. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just like reliving the Portland is always offended conversation we had. Oh. And it was one of my favorite ones of all time. Yes. Thank you. Oh, wow. Also, wow. I'm going to just take this sound bite, send it to my mother. And I want my mom to hear this part. I am funnier than Mariah. The end. <laughs> Done. 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 I drop. <laughs> Period. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Mariah's gonna kill me. That's my sister, just so you all know. See, see, this is why there's a power in being an only child. I don't have to worry about that. You're, you're I, I was the funniest, I was the smartest, I was the tallest, I was the shortest. <laughs> you were the cutest, you were the most obnoxious, right? All the other things. <laughs> you were all the things. <laughs> 
you're everything. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, uh, continuing on this. So I love, I, you know, another question for them, Mark, I, and I don't know, I'm going to give you an opportunity to give them a question because I think we've went really deep on this question, mm -hmm. but I, you know, I love what's come up for both uh, Rakia and Ray, you know, really, because I'm sure both of you are in a space right now where you're like really thinking about all the things that come with the stage. I mean, there's a lot of things that come with it. There's power, there's, there's, there's the presence that you have. There's, you know, there's all the intentions. There's, there's work that you'll get from being on the stage. So there's the things that you will, you know, that you will do from being on the stage there's the whole business behind it. There's the whole logistics. There's the ugly part of speaking that mm. nobody ever talks about unless you're going to like NSA, you know, National Speakers Association. We talk about it all the time because there's stuff that you just have to do. But, um, you know, like for instance, just one little differentiation point between like a speaker and a trainer, a keynoter and a trainer, sorry. If you keynote, you, you constantly have to get business over and over and over and over and over again. If you're just a trainer, uh, you know, if you have corporate, you know, business, you can, you can do a whole bunch of things for a corporation. They can be your client for years, mm -hmm. but with the keynote, it's like for on the business aspect of it, it's like, you're always trying to, nobody's usually going to hire you as a keynote and then hire you at the same conference the next year. They'll choose somebody else. They might put you oh. in, they might put you in a ring and you come up every couple of years or something, but it's like always having to find new mm -hmm. business. So, I mean, just things to consider when, when you all are like, really, uh, you, cause you two ladies are going to be amazing you're going to step into your power you're going to yeah. you're going to find your stages you're going to find your people that like really want to hire you you're going to find your nose ray and then you're going to learn yeah. something from them and you're going to be better like i love all this so mark what would your second question to them be in this space of wanting to get on stages you know um the the question that i've had is i keep getting inspired when i see people teaming up I, I just heard about uh, a guy by the name of Ben Newman and, and Ed Milet and, you know, there's the Tony Robbins and the Les Browns and they all kind of get together. The Mark um, Williams and Kathy Armias kind of thing yes, like that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. What would a Rukia Ware and Raylan Logan event look like? Oh my God. This is like, wow. You just bought it. Party is what that would be. Damn. It would, it would be in the uh, line, wouldn't it? We'd be in the line. Hello. How many times you said that? The hat and everything? Yes. Oh, Milan. Oh, I'm actually learning Italian. So let's do this. Are you really right? Yeah. Wow. It's so funny. Oh. I just was like, it came out of my, I mean, I am Italian and it just came out of my mouth, Milan. But then when I saw your little side turn and like, look at me, I was like, oh, Milan is for her. And every time we've said Milan, her eyes just go, oh. I could see the two of you in Milan. This is great. Yes. This image of like really amazing coffee and beautiful high heel shoes. This is where it's uh, Yeah, I just see boots and handbags. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it has some, something like on this picture, this sort of vibe. Well, then what, what are they learning or taking away? Um, mm -hmm. Ray, you have the social media and the marketing piece. I feel like that is the part that gets in my way. When I, you know, craft a message and teach and the methodology, I have these things like put together in my mind and, and the inspiration and my story and being da, 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 da. But then putting it out there in the social media is sort of like where you, I think you and I will like definitely come together. Like the, I have the whole teacher thing where we're taking your you know, the idea, we're formatting it. Um, I have a children's book, so I've gone through that process and learned the creativity is one thing, which I created it, it's wonderful. And the business aspect of it is another thing that you're tracking. How many books you sold, your units, your pages, da, 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 the cost, da, 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 the tax ID, all those things. But now just like social media messaging. So I feel like we could definitely- Oh, we could be a, a force to be reckoned with in that space. I think when we're thinking stage itself, um, it's not too late to be great and the power of a smile weirdly go hand in hand because you're going to have to smile through it. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Oh, oh, yes. Oh. What if I triple down on what you said, Mark? Yes. <laughs> I'm going yes. to put you two ladies on the spot here for a second. I, I, I challenge you right now, both of you, to put a date on the calendar and do an event and do an event. You can pick a calendar by the time we're done with this conversation 
and you two do an event together and do it on, you know, do it virtual, right? And just have this like be your touch. And, and it could be small, like you just didn't, like Mark and I will be there for sure. Um, and invite some of your friends and you two ladies put it on because what will happen from this is you two both will be working towards the same goal of dang, how do we put this together? Like, what are we gonna, what are we doing together? And like, like you will be both making movements in the, in the direction that you both wanna be heading. So challenge accepted, ladies? I mean, challenge accepted. I just thought you could speak at Content as a Beach because I was bringing in guest speakers. But that's not what she's asking us to do. No, I'm not. I'm asking but you. You can do that too. You can do um, that as well. But what I'm asking, the challenge that I'm putting out to you is like July 24th or, you know, something. We're going to do this event. It's going to be an hour Zoom and this is what we're going to do. And we're inviting all our friends and family to it. Just to, to you know, to get your feet wet in, in putting it together, to do this thing that Mark is talking about. Mark, okay, this is crazy, y'all. I did not even think about it till right now. Mark, do you know what today is? Do you have any um, idea? To, to, today is June 11th? It's June 11th, 2022. June yeah. 11th on 2020 was when I left you a voicemail saying I wanted to partner up with you on something. <laughs> You didn't answer the call because you were busy. And then in, well, you tell the other side of the story. I just left you a message and I said, Hey, Mark, I want to talk to you about something. I'm thinking about partnering up. Mark gets the voicemail and says, and what happened? First of all, it was June 11th at 1.03 PM. He looked it up. <laughs> I, I, it's right here. Oh my goodness. I checked this phone and, and I was like, I don't know what this idea is, but it's Kathy, so I'm all in. And I called her back as soon as I could. And, and I'm telling you, it did not even matter what she was gonna say, but when she said this, oh, the uh, worlds collided, planets realigned, the sun came out, the sun closed down, the universe opened up. Oh man, it, it, was, it was awesome. It was, you it ladies was are awesome sitting here as a, um, you know, uh, you know, from that conversation, right? It came from a conversation, came from a conversation that happened after that phone call two years to the day, to the hour, almost. That's amazing. So the challenge of putting this out, out here for you ladies is I believe what Mark said, I believe in the power of partnership. And, and I think even at the end of this, you doing this, if you both go, yeah, we're kind of in different places. That's cool. Like I do this, you do that. That's cool. But I think you, something great will come from it and we just don't know what it is yet. Yeah, I'm, I feel like August, I don't know why that's just- I'm gonna say August 13th or 20th. I just, I got us. Oh, look at this. I, I, I love that there's a date. Got, you got the old bridal shower to do. Um, oh yeah, see, 13th and the 20th. I'm wide open too, by the way, Mark. <laughs> I'm there for you ladies. I'm got in. the old school calendar out, August I am, am. They're both Saturdays, yeah. the second and the third yeah, they're Saturday. They're both Saturdays, yep. Okay. Right now I have to write this down. You picked the date, my goodness. Can I, can I just let everybody who, who's watching know that there was a time not too long ago when Kathy tripled down on the same challenge for me and said, pick a date. And when she said, pick a date, things happened. Um, so I, I love the fact that you put this challenge out. I'm loving that my eyes are now set on either August 13th or August 20th for an amazing partnership of grow up plans and smiles. Our smile, yeah, I love it. Yeah, do you know what, do you know what happened with Mark on his? I was like, Mark, pick a date. Go in a studio and invite all of our friends and record your black excellence talk because it's freaking amazing. And he went into a studio in Brooklyn and recorded it and it was phenomenal. And now he has content, but now, but then he's gotten gigs from it. Like the power of just doing something is amazing. So yeah. Massive and perfect action. I'm here for it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right, ladies. What, what says you, what, what date are you all going with? I literally, that what's holding me back is I don't know which weekend I have Grayson or not. You have. All right, so. So I, my cell phone's in the other room. So I have to count the dots of which weekend do I have Grayson and which ones don't I have Grayson. 
your county, you can also go in the other room and grab your phone. <laughs> <laughs> I turned my phone off, so I'm going to put it back on. Dear, don't have All right. Well, well okay. we know we got August 2022. Well, we, and we know we, know we got we, one we of those. We know we got August. We could, we, could, we could leave that there on the show and just know that something's going to happen. But we're very excited about that. We literally can, by the time you post this, we could have a follow-up of, we know what day it is. That's I great. Love it. No, that's love it. Going in the, it's love going it. in the comments. Love yeah. it. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I literally just committed to that. Mm -hmm. There it is. On the calendar. So Mark, this might be a good place to wrap up because I, I just want to start by saying um, to both Ray and Rakia, you got, you ladies are amazing. And thank you for being on the show. I like, I, this conversation and how everything happened today, like, I feel like everything happened the way it was supposed to happen for a reason, but now I feel super excited that both of you ladies really want to jump into this world of speaking in such a bigger way. And now you're going to do it together. Woo! And Mark and I get to be on the sidelines of this and, and, and hopefully many of the people that are watching our show, we, we will definitely post about what happens later, but I would love to end on just like a last thought from everybody. Um, you know, we've talked about the power of the smile. Uh, we've talked about, you know, it's never too late to be great. Um, what's kind of one thing that you're taking away from this and Mark, we could add ourselves in this as well. Um, maybe we could go at the end, but I'll start with you, Rakia. Like, what's the one thing you're taking from this conversation today that you're taking with you? That there is a clear difference between uh, being a public speaker, being a keynote or a trainer. I took notes on that because I always just had this vision of like being on the stage, talking and being, you know, motivational about something or the things that I do, right? Running and, you know, all the things around that and the discipline and, and being great and, and giving yourself enough time and all those things. But I didn't realize that it could be a keynote speech or it could be a trainer. And the way you described it, I'm narrowing it down and leaning more towards trainer because being a teacher, I, I like to have like, you know, sort of like a workshop or like a methodology steps and actions that you can take. And I think that Ray also has the, the action factor going so like taking those actions creating a particular methodology around it so leading to us trainer but my take big takeaway is the, that there are differences and there are different mm -hmm. areas of the speaker world i love that and you know at some point rakia you might use the the occasional this is what i do i use the occasional keynote to bring people into the training funnel so it's you know uh, everything's game right that's awesome uh ray I just loved the idea that um, I could like do the keynote and then have an educational group and then take it to an intensive. I think that is really a strong space that I could play in. And then um, I made a new friend today, so I get to take that away. <laughs> yes. Ooh, I God, I love that so much. So yes. much. All yes. right, Mark, what about you? Well, first of all, happy birthday. It's about to go down with Mark and Kathy. Yes, exactly. All right? Thank yes. you. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and, 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 and may I praise the power of partnerships and friendships and, and alliances and allyships. Um, the, the thing that I think I'm going to take away today that really resonated with me was find out why they said no. Yeah. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, I love that. That's really powerful. And as a person who's always trying to be positive all the time, you know, sometimes I forget the, the power and the significance of finding out why they said no, so that we can all get better. So I'm, I'm definitely going to take that away with me after this, after this call. I love that. Mark, I'm going to end with something that you said. Um, I have known you, my friend, for a decade, and you are the most family-oriented person that I know. You love your, you love everybody in your family. I love, I really wish I could have met your mom because the stories that you tell of your mom all the time inspire me. Your stories of your aunt, your aunt, um, inspire me. And I'm going to take, you know, you really hit my heart when you said the thing that your aunt said, and it's just, you know, to be a better parent, <laughs> it's never too late to be a better parent today. And so you can even change the word parent to person to human, to, to, to aunt, uncle, you could, you know, friend, you know, spouse, you could take it to anything, business partner. And so I'm going to take that with me. And I just always carry your, your love for your family with me, Mark. So thank you. Thank you for always sharing that.
Well, what a way to end season four, everybody. Just like big round of applause to you ladies and to everybody else on our show that was part of season four. This is an official wrap of season four. It's about to go down. Um, I cannot wait for season five. We um, we're in the works of having a new intro and opening. So more to come, more to come, right? That's coming soon. Um, But you know, uh, if anybody wants to find us and uh, have a a suggestion to have somebody on our show, or you want to be on our show, find us at it's about to go down show.com. And until next season, y'all, it's about to go down. Woo!